What's going on, everyone? Nice tight shot to start. Always good to change it up. Uh, tonight, we make magic with the co-host of Best in Tabletop's Warhammer 40,000 Tacticus podcast, as Mitch Pelham from Best in Faction uh, joins us to show how recent developments in chess tactics can cause some real discomfort for both you and your opponent. Uh, my name is John, and it's going to be pretty grim after dark. Uh, my co-host today needs some excavation. He is neck deep in Tacticus. It's Danny McDevitt. The what? <laughs> oh, are we, are we on? Sorry. Okay. We, cool. we are. Yeah. No, you're, you're good. Thanks. Um, so, Danny, before we, we get any more deep into this here. Yeah. Uh, uh, so someone sent this picture into me, a viewer, if you will, because uh, 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 the humor is visual. Uh, can you describe this picture in a way that only you can uh, to the audio listener? John, I will do my very best. Okay. Um, so this is a picture. This seems like maybe an awkward high school photograph of a gentleman wearing a uh, a red vest with a button-up shirt and a bolo tie. and That's you. That's literally you. Look at the that's face. That's not me. No way. Look at the face. Dude, I don't dye my hair brown at the end of the day. And look at those glasses. Come on, man. <laughs> anyway, so, John is making the supposition that this gentleman looks much like myself. Um, <clears throat> medium, I would say. It's a medium resemblance. Um, I don't own any there. hats that bad, I don't think. Um, how long, Danny, have you been a secret cowboy? Well, John, <laughs> it's a great question. Um, it's no, been a while. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, you you marry a girl from the South. The next thing you know, you own a pair of cowboy boots. And from there, it's kind of just a, a secret dress-up game. That's amazing. And then, chat that actually is, is not Danny. I want to make that quite clear. Um, just no, you bears don't. a striking <laughs> resemblance to him if he was uh, raised in Oklahoma. Um, here's a follow-up question, uh, personal in nature here. How upset would you be, say, if someone advertised your work post-law school on a billboard using this picture? I think I'd actually get a lot of business, so that would not be the worst thing in the world. You know, look, man, <laughs> I'm on here every week, <laughs> Jamie, like pouring myself out for 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 a minimum compensation. If you put up, if you peeled up a, a freaking billboard, John, <laughs> that's true. I mean, come on. That's yeah, and if you uh, if you just joined us, uh, what we were talking about was this picture here of a person who looks remarkably like Danny, um, that we will in fact be using uh, in the future as a as a law billboard Great. for him. Yeah, Great. fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, uh, if those who haven't known, a long-standing joke between Danny and myself is when he does graduate law school because he will. Uh, he's a sarcastic asshole, but he's a very smart sarcastic asshole. Um, I'm not. I to. To celebrate his impending graduation, I'm going to actually purchase a billboard for him in a state that he will not be practicing uh, advertising his perfect. services. Uh, and now I have the perfect picture to go with. Yeah, now now I'm angry with you, John. <laughs> <laughs> How Danny got disbarred before law school ended. Um, go ahead. 
introduce our guest. Yeah, you're legally not allowed to be both a secret cowboy and a lawyer at the same time. The two that it's is like true. Cowboys and uh, it's like pirates and ninjas. Uh, right, but so- danger, danger, danger! By the way, chats also just noticed that I look sort of like Quentin Tarantino on a bad day. So, <laughs> oh wow! Did it, yeah. it took this long? Took this to long? It took, it took about a year. So good job, guys. <laughs> good job, guys. <laughs> a cowboy and a foot fetish. Hold on, yes. Yeah, someone, someone, get these guys an emergency uh, freaking private investigator license because i think that they really <laughs> solved a lot of crimes or they could for people you know like just give it to them these people are amazing sleuths that's true <laughs> um, so our guest tonight uh you may recognize his name um if you've ever had a, a, a rules dispute in the northwest of the united states for warhammer um or favor or you've listened to uh, Best in Faction or Best in Tabletop, uh, the main podcast, the granddaddy, the OG. Um, or you loved Hellhounds and you wanted somebody to show you how to run 17 Hellhounds. Or the finally um, uh, semi-professional Tacticus player, Mitch Pelham, uh, joins us today. Semi-professional. Almost a month now. Um, <laughs> I, once I get the second paycheck, it's no longer semi. So. There you go. Yeah. Yep. By by now, I'm not good at this Tacticus game, but by second paycheck, I'm assuming you refer to how much money you send the people who make Tacticus, right? No, no, no. There'll be a, a there'll be an affiliate code, and uh, you know, I'll be hyping that. And some, I, I learned from the best. Um, some energy drinks and ball trimmers, you know. So. <laughs> Amazing <laughs> joke. Well. We have some live action uh, in-game Tacticus shots that uh, has definitely not been ruined by production. Uh, he he closed of- the stream, the jerk. <laughs> I didn't do it. Look, look. All right. So Dickie's mad at me. He thinks that I've done this. Clearly, you can see I'm still playing Tacticus. <laughs> like, just- I've been playing uh, this whole time. Yeah. I don't know stop. if you guys could Be tell clear. or not. He cannot stop. No. Can't stop, I'm just going to lean right in here. Yeah, What's he up? missed a very upsetting like domestic scene where his wife came in and begged him to stop, <laughs> and and he would not. She's like, "You have school. You haven't been in weeks. What is going on?" And yeah, no, it was really upsetting. But that's You're that's like, actually what is Danny. It's an intervention. Um, so I like, hope how come our mortgage check bounced? And he's like, "Well, but I have twenty seven characters now." <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what. Have to you tell seen you. my Harkin World Claimer, babe? Let me show you. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, make it. Like four or five hits. What are what are we even looking at here? Oh, oh I'm just I'm just kind of uh, well. That's Mitch. Cool. Um, that's just me. Oh, I Buns can go back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have a uh, guest producer, uh, Tricky Dick. By yeah. the way, hey, who doesn't understand? Yeah, he doesn't. I'm just uh, cycling through some of the characters yeah, that yeah. I have in this game. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, man, is it a good time? I love this X Mark. He's my favorite character. <laughs> So, guys, I guess, Mitch, while Danny's uh, earning stars or paying money or whatever it is he's doing there. Sure. um, What is Tactics? What is he actually doing here? Uh, It's a mobile game that has kind of taken all of us who are like, oh, man, Leagues of Otan looks like a problem um, by storm. Uh, (laughs) Basically, all of us who like like 40K but don't necessarily, you know, we want to feel like we're being grilled for money by Games Workshop, but digitally. Um, That's that's really what Tacticus has, has, has really fulfilled for us. So you guys have been practicing for this for like 20 years of exactly. just 
shelling out money for for yeah. better things. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm being lifted upside down and shaken, and and you know what? It feels good. It feels great, even. Oh, what you guys are seeing on screen here is Danny actually not playing the game, no, uh, but using the earned Which is an money, <laughs> the earned money from the game to pretend to play the game to earn tokens to further pretend to play the game. Uh, yes. Danny, is that about right? Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> One of the best things about this game is you don't have to play it. Um, yeah, so, that is the best part about most games is when you don't have to play them. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, so Tacticus is a turn-based hex grid strategy game, and it's a lot of fun. Um, if you're going to play it, and, and I say this... We all know we should learn lessons from John's example of what not to do. And in this case, this is still the truth. Buy Yarrick. Buy Yarrick. Yeah, I didn't do Buy that. Buy Yarrick. For real. This is not a free game. It is a $5 game. Yarrick is not optional. You don't have to buy, you don't have to buy anything else in the game. Just Yarrick. You do that, you're golden. You don't do that, there are going to be some difficulty spikes that are going to be really unfun. I really wish, like, when I said no to Yarrick, they were like, bro, are you sure? Are you, I mean, like, are you sure really? about this, bro? <laughs> are you really sure? But yeah, yeah. so w- why has it, because everyone, like I know, is literally playing, like uh, Danny, our whole team is playing it. Mitch, I know it's yeah. going crazy down in Washington, too. What mm-hmm. is drawing people to this stupid game where the entire object of the game is to hit buy now and double click the side of my iPhone? Like, mm-hmm. that seems to be, like, the only goal. So there actually is some pretty fun <laughs> gameplay that exists with inside. I'm just going to go like right on past that. Yeah. Uh, no, um, no, there's some uh, like Danny is just going to keep drooling as he just continues in the, the Tacticus Fugue state. Uh, yeah. This is this It'd be is really normal. cool to actually see the game being played instead of just the <laughs> simulated <laughs> battle. For Ron, this fun. is the game. <laughs> I feel like we're enabling what it's like all the time. Have yeah. you guys not played this before? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Josh Ann and chat killing it with instant gratification. Go burr. Yeah. That's a, as I said earlier, before we uh, went live, we, we can see the glitter of the dopamine in Danny's eyes as every time he hits a new thing. Um, it's seriously though. Um, the actually fun things about the game are the, they, they do live play events on the weekends. So you're playing against other people with non-leveled characters. So it's a level playing field and you have timed turns going back and forth. So that is a lot more interactive and skill-based. You have um, multiple campaigns that you can actually um, unlock characters in this game. I do like that. Um, I've only paid for Yark. I've unlocked all night or well, you start with three characters. So I've all unlocked 16 other characters. So you can, it's fun. It's, it's easy. It, it is just enough engagement that I don't have to think about the world that I have to live in. And you know what? That's really what we're all looking for at the end of the day, I think. Guys, yeah. the reason I wanted to bring up Tacticus and show how much fun it is with Danny playing it here is to remind you, uh, Votan's not going to be fixed in the next three months. Uh, balance <laughs> update coming. Uh, it is a problem. Uh, it's going to be a fun month. Uh, the way to, to be happy at 40K, either play Tacticus or uh, choose not to hold an objective, start an action, or kill any units. Then you won't have to worry about anything going forward. Coward. Yep. (laughs) Says the man with the Votan box. Uh, (laughs) I saw the models. They're very pretty. 
They are. They are. I can't wait for them to remove me from the table turn one. Um, well, the last part broke the show. As apparently we had some technical issues. But this next part is going to break it even more as spiky bits. Um, I'm going to wait, praise them wait, for an article. John. John. Yeah. Do I have to stop yeah. playing Tacticus while you're talking about this stuff? I mean, no, but it would All be right, nice cool. if you paid attention. I mean, I have a Tacticus-oriented game. Hey, hey, Danny, over here, over here. I've got a Tacticus-oriented game that I had planned for the show. Can Ooh. I? Can I? So Go, I'm going to need you to pull up your top five strongest characters. We're going to start with number five. All right. And we're going to play, is your character tougher than a guardsman? No. Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yes. What's your last character? So, guys, sorry, we're we're making a little bit of jokes here. I my with these games, you have to make your own fun. So, I I chose to make Yarick just maxing his level as much as humanly possible and breaking the game. My goal, Yarick's whole gimmick is he summons four guardsmen to you know that are his cadre. That's right. I have buffed mine to the point where they're tougher than all of the characters I have, <laughs> like the actual characters, like including Yarick, like all of them. He, I summon four dudes that are basically guardsmen gods that walk around with las cannons and murder people. What? So your health on your guardsmen is what? Five hundred and thirty-nine health. All right, I got Harkin. Harkin Royal Claimer is five sixty-three. Okay, with one hundred and sixty-five armor. That's that a, seems, that's a, that seems that, balanced for one paid character compared to a summoned guardsman. Correct. Four summoned guardsmen. Oh, my, my mistake. <laughs> yeah, get it straight, John. Oh, um, and then, uh, but Try. what is your damage output? Because I'm sitting at 323. Oh, for each guy? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, four times 95. There you go. Hey, guys. I just got a call from Val. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. He said this is awful content. Could we do anything <laughs> could we do anything better? Wait, wait. He already on. knows the answer to that. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait. I was told to come on and do awful content. Am I not supposed to be doing awful content? I have good content. I brought that was, it. I thought I that was bag the, in the back. premise of this show. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you like this kind of content from Mitch, be sure to check out his other stuff and best action <laughs> on the best and tabletop network. <laughs> Let's move it on. Val is... Hey, he, he's a real intelligent sort of guy sometimes, maybe. Uh, please don't fire me, or do. Uh, it's just kind of that point. Um, <laughs> we've broken the show. Uh, let's break it more as we're about to praise Spiky Bits for an article. I mean, guys, That's guys, two weeks in a row. They're still using uh, an informal voice and, and too casual a voice. Still don't have great grammatical structure, but hey, uh, they have a great spotlight to this. Uh, which was the Faces of Warhammer movement that came up here as they oh. stick it to the haters. Uh, apparently points to a trend. Uh, people have started taking pictures of themselves holding their minis, uh, like little mini selfies, and getting a lot of hate for it. Uh, what are your thoughts on sort of this as a pro uh, protest to the vocal minority of the community? Because it is a vocal minority that are like, you guys shouldn't I don't, I get your face out of the picture uh yeah look man it's the internet there's going to be some shit lords i'm proud of spiky bits for doing something and putting a spotlight on something that's you know actually like you know anti-shit lord instead of very pro shit lord so like yeah i'm, I'm into this bizarre yeah 
Uh, Mitch, uh, there's been a growth of, of uh, female content creators or uh, women content creators. I'm not an incel um, over the last few years. Why do you think that is uh, that over like the past two, three years, we've seen such an explosion? Um, I th- so I think that one, you have a lot more crossover with with more mainstream sort of like 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 just like science fiction in general um, between superheroes and all kinds of different things has seen such a huge resurgence and such a explosion in popularity. We're seeing things that are adjacent to all of that get more and more attention and exposure. And that means a larger audience of people who go, Oh, that's cool. I'd like that. I'd like to do that. Right. So you're going to get more and more variety of people, which is awesome because that only adds to the context and texture and experience of the whole community. Yeah, absolutely. And chat saying people are mad about selfies, including a pile of shame. Yeah. Uh, people just want to see your painted pictures uh, apparently. And want to yell at you when you in any way associate with them. Um, what can we, as sane, sensible people, do to promote not being an absolute tool online to people? Uh, because I think we're kind of getting to the point where it's not on the content creators to stop being a tool. It's part of the community to kind of start self-policing it. So what can we do? I think that clear messaging is always important. You want to be very clear in what is and is not acceptable. Like, we all love an edgy joke. We all love to... to 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 like Whoa. to laugh at a at something that you're like oh that's stupid and in bad taste but at the same time if it actually hurts someone and there's a human cost we don't want to do that so finding Unless, well okay but wait, hold on okay, wait a minute that's true. <laughs> what what if what if the joke is like really funny yeah yeah that's true I was about to say you know what if it is really funny I'm gonna I'm gonna hurt that person touche John yeah. touche. Oh. Yeah, like, like, really, what if it's really, really funny and it's just super offensive? Say, yeah. True story here. My wife and I have a rule in our relationship, which is uh, humor before the relationship. So we're allowed to say absolutely terrible things to each other as long as it's funny. I've seen um, it. Yeah, and it's it's quite fantastic. It's, it's sort of the <laughs> way to go. Um, Danny, anything you want to throw in there uh, to promote uh, not being a tool or how we can regulate these morons? Yeah, just like, you know. Be a, be, a, be a cool person. I don't know. It's pre- pretty easy. You just have to stop being a shitlord and just be like a normal person and nice instead because it's the internet and like people are already embarrassed to post post pictures of their hobby stuff because they don't want to be judged so like just shaming people that do want to post that stuff because they post themselves in with it because they're proud i don't know i think that's pretty lame yeah well hey well sorry mitch go speak therapy that's all just just like like you (laughs) no no if, if, if you if anything that has to do with a hobby that you care about makes you so upset that you need to take it out on other people that is genuinely not a healthy dynamic for you or the people you're taking it out on. Go no. find someone to talk to who genuinely is incentivized for your well-being. That's not meant as like a condescending thing. Genuinely go talk to someone. Like cuz yeah. like if you're really upset and you're not doing ha ha like oh my god, I couldn't believe. Like if you're genuinely it's bothering you, it keeps you up. Like just go find someone to talk to, punch some pillows, work it out. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot more important uh, things to be worried about. Also, yeah. Ickbard really bringing it in the chat here. Grim After Dark, the pizza cutter of talk shows, all edge no point. It's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty much. That's true. Yes. Yeah. You really nailed it. Got it. That should be our yeah. tagline. 
every week. And, just, and the humor's just as cutting as a pizza cutter. Ooh. Yeah. That's so and nuts. every week, uh, Dickie's forced to produce this. He's like, shit, I gotta stay up till one time for this. <laughs> anyway, don't be like this guy, I guess, who says uh, in this next slide here, this new Faces of Warhammer movement is absolutely cringe af. Um, if this community truly was normal, functional, rational, healthy, successful, moralistic, righteous, decent group of individuals, there would be no need for such obvious attempts at this kind of shallow, virtue-signaling, horse cockery. Um, spoiler alert, no one cares what you look like or who you are. This is doubly the case if you're a grown person who is still painting and playing with toys. Get over yourselves and accept reality. Post examples of hobby excellence and wholesomeness are irrelevant. Um, here's a collection of Faces of Warhammer I've seen that I will repost here without any form of comment or critique. You come to your own conclusions. Uh, I'm going to leave the last part here for later because I took issue with this. But guys, I'm not cool. I'm not with it. I'm an old man. Um, what is all, all fair points. <laughs> what is what is cringe F? Mm, good question. You're an English major. <laughs> to be fair, I English like to think studies. that they mean like yeah. an aperitif, maybe. Fair. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, what is shallow virtual signaling horse cockery? So um, that's that's when you're trying to find a horse cock, um, but you want it to be one that ha- that that you know is clean. Dang it. <laughs> You stole my joke. I was going to say light penetration. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, I, letting us know it's cringe as funk, uh, which is how I'm going to use it from now on out. Um, finally here, Mitch, and you can help answer with this. Does Truly, does no one care about who I am? Because that, for me, is, is devastating emotionally and mentally. <laughs> no. Because it says here, uh, no one cares of who you are. And, like, like, dudes, this is all I've got. I'm a 2-1 player. Like, 3-2 at best. Like, I need people to care. Uh, well, unfortunately, you're on the internet. So, uh, uh the, them's the breaks. But seriously, though, I want to I wanna know... Like he he posted all of that and then said, "I'm going to post these pictures without critique or comment." I want to know what with critique or comment is. That's fair. Like like there were two paragraphs and then without critique or comment. Like you're you all right, bud. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be my. Comment. Did you just like stroke out and forget the first two paragraphs of what you said? Because those are all critiques and comments. I hate to tell as, you. as Mitch says, our mental health is more important than ever, and definitely is. It's a good time to seek therapy. Um, my, I'm gonna say my two favorite parts here. Or when he accidentally acknowledges the issue by saying, if this community was truly a normal, functional, rational, healthy, successful, moralistic, righteous, decent group of individuals, there would be no need for this. Uh, yeah, you, you're right. That That's sort of the point of why there is a need for it, because our community is none of those things at times. Um, what community is? Like, give me a break. Right. For sure. The other one I want to point out was the very last paragraph I didn't read. It says, I do, however, applaud Spikey Bits for almost instantly twisting this movement into clickbait, though. Good job, Rob. Guys, can you uh, figure out why I take an exception with this paragraph? Well, John, I know. You famously hate Rob. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, you never stop talking about it. Even behind closed doors, you're just it's, like, man, it's God, true. I hate Rob Bear. What, what's crazy is the tattoo that you have about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dude, honest, he only right, shows right, right it here. when he gets drunk, but yeah. Yeah. Wow. If no, anyone no, was editing right the show there, this week, it would I would blur my arm. So, but <laughs> no one is. That's um, just no. that's just one that's just one part of it. Mostly, it's all on his back, like the you know the tattoo from Red Dragon. Yeah. Oh no, it's actually yeah. more like the the tattoo of uh, the the Russian guy, the dad from Black Widow, just like it, all over the back there. Yeah. Funny, I always thought it just looked like the map from the Goonies, but the location was wrong. It's only when I flex. Um, I didn't want to point <laughs> you out. You are incredibly ripped, John, as I established I Charity Hammer. It I do want to point out. It across, across in camera. So it's because it's hidden by all the fat. The camera adds like 60 pounds of hat. Uh, or fat. Uh, I do want to point out, I have actually never met Rob. I have, I have never met Rob Bear. Uh, never had a conversation with him. Um, I'm sure yeah. he's a perfectly lovely person. It uh, makes your hate totally irrational. I don't really understand why you would feel it's, it's going to make this next slide really awkward, too, I think. It's not It's not a hatred. It's just... More of a deep loathing. It's yeah, a deep loathing, loathing uh, to certain kinds of, of journalism. And let me tell you how much I wanted to use air quotes for that last word, but I didn't. Um, so I want to correct. Uh, I applaud Spikey Bits for almost instantly twisting this into clickbait. Uh, one, uh, because this is not, in fact, clickbait. Uh, so as, as uh, Dickie was alluding to, this guy right here, uh, GW targets another 3D designer. This is clickbait. That guy didn't design anything. He just copied a Necron and threw it online. It's clickbait right there. Uh, this guy right here, uh, the secret origin story of GW starting is pretty wild. No, it's really not. Three nerds imported Dungeons and Dragons until they couldn't anymore, so they made their own game. That's not pretty fucking wild. That's clickbait. That's wild. Um, <laughs> no, it is not. Imagine being a Dungeons and Dra- in the Dungeons and Dragons import export business. <laughs> Can you imagine being English in the seventies? Oh man, <laughs> who could? Um, no one. Bringing a spotlight to community issues? That's just reporting, dude. Sure, you're using far too casual verbiage. You're using a very passive voice. Um, All of that other kind of stuff. But it's not clickbait. And I will give you that. Um, You know what is pretty wild, though, guys? Conspiracy theories. You can agree, disagree. You can just leave me floundering in the air. I'm going to let you flounder with that. Yeah, I, I, I find any more context. My experience is anyone who brings up conspiracy theories unprompted deserves to flounder in silence. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, so this one here, of course, showing good boy Horace is only four hours worth of YouTube conspiracy videos away from turning into full bad boy Horace heresy Horace. Um, guys, I'm going to ask you here. What is your favorite in lore conspiracy theory for Warhammer that isn't to do with the Alpha Legion? Um, oh man, there's the one where there's that sect of the Inquisition that's trying to kill the Emperor to like let him reincarnate as the Star Child. Like, that mm. shit's pretty crazy. That, that, that actually started the Star Child, all the Star Child stuff. It was where I was, my mind went first as well. Um, because <laughs> that, that, that stuff is wild. Um, but that has not been mentioned in a real long time. 
Yeah, That's no. fair. Chat's coming in saying their favorite uh, in-game conspiracy theory is that Horus killed Sanguinius. Uh, bro, he, just, <laughs> he, he just fell down. Uh, that's why I also uh, Ferris Manus is a Primarch for the Legion of the Dead. Uh, well, it's a good conspiracy. Spicy. That's a good one. That's a solid Spicy. one. Spicy. I yeah. like the uh, Inquisition, yeah. uh, uh, the the group of Inquisitors that were uh, like hell bent on time travel, and there were there oh, was yeah. another group of Inquisitors that were hell bent on stopping them, and both disappeared, and no one knows what happened to either group. That's pretty cool. That's another fun one. Um, yeah, they both delivered a knife to a cave uh, in the 31st millennium. Uh, and then all of it happened. I just remembered another one, oh, actually. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love it. So the one that I think is the weirdest to me um, is the conspiracy theory that Eisenhorn uh, like sexually abused Ravener before he became his interrogator. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> So Eisenhorn's like some kind of Prince Andrew style groomer. Yeah, dude. And then and then he became ah. a shell, and he's like, "Oh, I'm not interested in you anymore. I don't like boxes that hover." <laughs> really, dude, he does. Yeah, dude, Eisenhorn, real ableist. It's, it's, you hate he is. To see he's it. really anti ADA. <laughs> <laughs> This might this might be uh, a good segue to our next question here, guys. Uh, what is your favorite tournament scene conspiracy theory? You guys are both active. Uh, Mitch, you judge or judge at LVO. Danny, you're a, a big player in the Northwest there. What is your favorite conspiracy theory you've heard uh, in, in tournament play? I'll let you go first, Danny. The biggest conspiracy that I've heard in tournament play? Mm-hmm. Uh, or about tournament player players. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, probably that. Like you know, uh, uh, that there are people that are on certain teams that intentionally, when they get matched, are matched up against each other, will uh, draw with high point draws. Mm. Mm. Mitch, you're you're a you're a high profile judge. You ever seen that happen? Yeah. Um, uh, that happened in LVO, but it was for Sigmar. We had to red card the players out because they turned in a tie, and it's like, dude, the match was only like 30 minutes in. It's not possible for you to have tied. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, no, they're, they're, the conspiracy-wise, yeah. um, I think that the Feast of Blades tournament was killed because of a couple cheating players. Um, there are... There is also, since then, I have also heard the rumor that it was actually because someone attached to the financial side um, ended up with a drug habit. Like, there's all kinds of stuff around why the Feast of Blades, like, shut down. That That's an interesting one. Um, I thought sure. it was just because some guy didn't have twos on his dice. That, that, that's <laughs> one of the theories. <laughs> he sold oh, no, all the you twos. Didn't have any twos on your dice? <laughs> he sold all the twos for drugs. It's really a sad, sad time. <laughs> yeah, I will say. Okay, moving on, guys. You're both content creators. Several years of experience. What is your favorite content creator-based conspiracy theory that you've heard? A favorite one I like to champion here is that Miniac is responsible for every single leak ever. Uh, what are some of yours? Well, that's not a conspiracy theory. That's just true. God is honest truth. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Mine... Before they were born. 
It's all them. <laughs> totally. Can't be anyone else. It's a legacy of leaks. That's what he, that's all a he has. legacy of leaks. <laughs> <laughs> that was what my grandfather also left behind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your grandfather left you the GW release schedule. Up to <laughs> no, just, just, just he, he incontinence gets us all in the end, I think. <laughs> oh, true. that's fair. That's true. Any other good ones you want to throw out here, guys? Um, I think the conspiracy theories around, oh, they're going to buff the new models, all these different things um, are fascinating. I think that that's obviously the most talked about conspiracy theory, the most broadly held one that like everyone like it's the it's the a, you know, a broken clock will be right twice a day. Like, yeah, sometimes the the new thing is pushed. Sometimes it ain't. Um, I do. I do like uh, when you do get content creators, you're like, yeah, Games Workshop just wants to push these new models out the door. That's why they made their rules so powerful. Assuming that GW knows what powerful rules are yeah. um, <laughs> and doesn't just put stuff down. Uh, I think that's my great one there. Yeah. Danny. Anything else you want to add in there? No, I've got nothing, man. I, you know, Dude, I don't I buy into the, a lot of these conspiracy theories. I definitely don't make some up or anything like that either. Let's put them around the community, guys. I, I found no, uh, the, no, you'd you'd be that's that's for the birds. I found what is possibly the greatest conspiracy theory ever. Uh, this week involving Warhammer, uh, I'm going to say a sentence that I never thought I would ever get to say. Uh, this next person here on Facebook said, "Games Workshop went to the Russian mafia to reach Russian recasters," and someone replied with, <laughs> "What?" Someone replied with, "What really?" And he replied with. Allegedly. <laughs> wow. Uh, on a scale of one Man. to ten, with one being the quality of a, a Russian recast and ten being a good model, um, how accurate do you find this story that GW is apparently trying to find the Russian mafia? You know what, John? Can uh, we just have a moment of silence for the death of my faith in humanity? Because I mean, this is what it, it took. It just... You you haven't been around the last three years, like at all. No, no, this was the last dying breath. Like, what? No, no, they did not. No, for so many reasons, they did not. You don't think that a British or an internationally uh, traded company uh, making millions a year reached out to Russian gangsters uh, to stop people copying their models? First of all, that's just called the Russian government. And second, why in the world would they care? They, they're, it, yeah, no, it's just nonsense. Nonsense. Danny. I'm going to rate this a 10 out of 10, John. 10 out of 10, <laughs> really accurate. accurate. Yeah, How did I mean, that conversation go down? Uh, oh, GW easily. So, yeah. uh, and I can describe it for you in great <laughs> detail do. for our, uh, for our audio listeners. Because you're the take inside man, and, Danny. Yeah. Please take at least so, six and a half minutes. I'm just looking Let me take right you now. on a journey. <clears throat> so picture this. It's picture. a cold winter day in Moscow. And... Uh, the door opens quickly as a man walks in, snow blowing around his feet. The sound of crunching snow as his as he stomps his feet at the on the on the threshold to uh, remove as much snow as possible. That man, Some, drop sign. Someone, someone inside <laughs> <laughs> yells in Russian. Quick, close the door. You're letting all the heat out, and come and have some vodka. So it'll mess up the prince. <laughs> so Tom Kirby removes his hood. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not even a middleman just 
The CEO has nothing better to do than go to a seedy Russian bar. Dude, this oh. was hurting the bottom line. He needed to do this in person. It wasn't just... He had to be trafficked. He had to like, do it in person, John. This wasn't business. This was personal. <laughs> he goes up to the mafia to be like, look, guys, I have to wait an extra week and a half to get my third home if this continues. And that is not acceptable. <laughs> I need I need these Votan, these rogue Votan recasters stamped out immediately if you catch my drift. So they do a shot of vodka. Hands are shaking. A deal is made. And uh, the recaster's fate is sealed. That's fair. Um, here is these rogue sorry, casters, yeah. these rogue traders, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm going to say is thank God there's no Chinese organized crime. Otherwise, just the world, as you know, it would be completely yeah. different. Um, super disorganized crime over there. Like, once yeah. they get filing down, man, <laughs> we're so all screwed. They don't we're even use binders, dude. It's crazy. <laughs> haven't, haven't even heard of lines. <laughs> once they figure out... That. Once they figure out QuickBooks, this hobby is doomed. Um, guys, the Warhammer community website, Warcom themselves, shocked the world with this uh, clickbait article t- touting the Nova Open champion uh, talking about their win. However, it wasn't even about Warhammer 40,000. It was about Kill Team. Unbelievable. Danny, we'll get to why that's unbelievable soon. But more seriously, um, are we going to see an increase in skirmish level play with what is so considered to be a very robust edition? Kill Team getting lots of rave reviews. Uh, play is increasing. We have a great uh, Kill Team podcast in the Frontline Gaming Network. Um, and Marvel Crisis Protocol and other games are seeing huge rises. Is there going to be an increase in skirmish level play uh, for these games moving forward? Uh, yeah, probably. Love it. Mitch, do you want to answer that with a little bit more detail or are you good? I mean, as someone who's never played a single skirmish level game, I'm probably not the guy to go to. Oh, on this one. interesting. Never, not so, even once. Not a, not, not a games workshop one. Okay. All right. That's fair. So battle tech aside, because no one cares about that. Uh, no. Why is it that you don't, uh, don't go towards these little skirmish games that are being released? Um, I, it's not that I don't go towards them. I can't go towards them for 40K. If I'm going to play 40K, I'm going to play 40K. It's the same problem with Heresy. I don't need to play Oops All Marines 40K. Um, I'm like, it's all the same thing. Um, uh, you played 7th edition already. It's fine. Yeah. And 8th. Parts of it. Um, <laughs> no, it's... it's uh, So, like, there's Outward Realms. There's Battletech. There, you know, there are other games that if I want to go with a different scale, uh, there's Acta, which is the 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 fleet naval battle ver- uh, get companion game to Outward Realms that's coming out. Like, there's a lot of really cool stuff that I, I, I do want to engage with. It's just with, with 40K, I love... Like, I love looking at the models from Necromunda. Like, holy mm-hmm. crap, those bikers. I'm like, oh, man, those could be Space Wolf bikers. They could be, like, anything. Um, they're beautiful models. I'm not going to commit another game with similar language into my brain. It's just too confusing. 
That's fair. I uh, guess do you feel that a healthy skirmish battle community points to an unbalanced or unhealthy 40k community? Um, we have like a little bit of balance now, but we obviously have uh, the skies falling reaction to Votan coming, uh, more coming down the pipeline in a couple of months. We've had a couple of real imbalanced periods this year of 40k. How much do you think that this affects the growth of these skirmish games? It definitely doesn't hurt their bottom line, right? I mean, I think if they can show balance with fewer models, because that's easier to achieve when you have less less stuff in the game. 40k is very rules-dense, so I think it makes it difficult to balance on a grand scale. Not that I think that they care about, like, true 100% balance. I think that that would probably make the game boring, too. Um but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I think there's probably a new edition of 40K in the works sometime soon. So uh, yeah. I think people are kind of waiting for that too. We'll so. see. We might talk something a little later on about that there. Oh. Um, yeah, possibly. Who knows? I guess, and to, sorry to cut you off there, you Mitch, but the important thing to remember <laughs> is don't say you have the Nova Open champion in your content unless you actually do. Right. And, yeah. Would that absolutely. be clickbait? <laughs> That would absolutely be clickbait to use the headline, <laughs> Nova Open Champion Speaks, and then to have it be someone else from some other words uh, entirely. Just don't right. do it. Moving on. Let's get out of here. Move that out of the way. Love it. <laughs> Calling all kings. You guys kings? I think you guys are kings. Yeah. Um, I, thought, I thought you were like a duke or something. That, that too. Like, please, what do I do now? I I'm a mere lord. These, I have all these vassals. Um, <laughs> Camillary coming in the chat like a champ saying Jack was pretty miffed, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I will say, Adam and Jack, uh, Jack, never met you. I'm sure you're an amazing, beautiful person. That made me laugh a lot. That is, that is <laughs> uh, this guy here says unequivocally based uh, we as a community of kings should start our own anti-woke anti-soy events it's the best way to combat these turds um guys danny mitch what the hell does this even mean Sounds like we have some food allergies and uh, some sleep disorders for this person. They're wanting some more catered events. Sounds like they maybe want um, some more disability-friendly Warhammer, which I think we can all get behind. I don't know right. if you saw uh, Las Vegas team tournament this month in Las Vegas. I run by Frontline Gaming. They will be serving breakfast. Uh, wow. In the, well, hall, that's, the whole time. You know what, You're going to have to wake up for that. That's literally but, just goddamn catering. That is. And that is, uh, there's there's cheese on those breakfast sandwiches. So that's anti-soy. Um, my next question, right? So they're looking for like these kinds of events. Doesn't Texas already have a lot of events though? Well, I, I think that they would say that they want their they want to attend events that are free from snowflakes, which you will not find in Texas. Since there's no comma between the two antis, isn't that like a double <laughs> negative? Yeah. <laughs> You're the lawyer, Danny. You tell me. This is what I have you on retainer for. Oh, and then finally, in a more serious note on this kind of topic here, uh, why do people continually rail against others trying to play the game? Like, this is what I don't get is just be like, man, attendance is down to the RTT. That sucks. You shut up. You don't post that. You keep your face off the Internet. Like, I don't get it. It's bizarre. Why do people do this? Danny, go. Imagine you're an awful person. I know it's it's a leap of logic right here, but why would you try and stop people from playing the game? 
John, because my way of playing the game is superior to theirs. Gabe keep harder, more, faster, longer. I've been saying that for years. Yeah, and that's why he's an official playtester for the old <laughs> that's world. That's why nobody uh, wants to be friends with me. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's stuck with me. Uh, Mitch, why are people like this? Why do people not want them to play their game? I think that you really have to look at, like, in evolution, we ha- the concept of scarcity Story. is so incredibly bred into some people that the idea that other people are enjoying the thing they enjoy inherently makes them instinctively think that there must be less of it for them to enjoy and they don't consciously know that that's what's going on for them but that is very much the kind of um treadmill of emotion that they find themselves on yes that's awesome um Sorry, did you want something funny? No, no, that was a serious one to pull us out of the funny. I want to point out that these people who want an anti-woke, anti-soy environment um, are also responsible for commissioning art pieces like this upcoming slide. John, John, no, they are pro-soy based on their double negative (laughs) anti. Okay. I'm assuming negative intent and this is a way and then as soon as uh tricky dick puts down his phone and puts up the next slide we will be able to see exactly why uh they're responsible i was was playing that game i downloaded that game it was really really oh oh but it's shit content now you didn't even use my promo link did you dan oh Good times. Um, but yeah, like they're the people who commissioned a picture of Yvrain holding her and Gulliman's baby. Um, and the ridiculousness of memes such as Misters of Battle, which I don't have time to go into. Also, guys, Drake's a terrible person. Put someone else's face on that meme that's going to be up in a second here. Uh, like, just, yeah, move away from Drake. Except uh, other people. Yeah. Do the Lamar. Yeah, use Lamar. Come on. Um, With Votan out now, um, or or out very soon. Soon to be, If if you're trying to buy them, good luck. Uh, You won't see them this year. Um, Oh, actually, no. You'll see them on the other side of the table uh, with the 75 layer lines on the 3D print. They'll be beaming you. Um, (laughs) uh, On the plus side, your lunch break, if you get Votan round one, three hours. Uh, but with Four, what's that out, only, only two more codices to go before everyone has shiny ninth edition rules. Uh, we already see that people are asking, we see here, uh, when the next edition of Warhammer 40k is going to come out and what's going to happen there. Um, guys, this poll here is asking if people want a full reset, like the index hammer of early eighth edition, or just a core rules update. Uh, Mitch, Danny, you've both lived through both of these changes. Um, what are the pros for each? So what's the pro of doing like a full, full reset on the game system and starting fresh? Mitch. Full reset allows them to try and create a new baseline that hopefully everything is working from the same uh, design point and starting from there so that as they develop new codexes and rules, they are starting from the same core philosophy going forward. That's Danny, 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 what's that? What's a con for, for a full refresh? Well, 
you inevitably are probably going to lose some of the flavor the armies have right now. Um, and obviously, there's going to be a big learning curve for a lot of people to pick up the new rules and learn new, like the way their army works. So there's a time investment aspect there that's pretty significant, I would say, and uh, picking up that learning curve. You're also going to be curb stomping Imperial Guard and Demon players for only having a codex that they waited literally five years for for less than a year. So that's uh, that's not going to feel great. Brother, as an orc player in 7th edition, I have no sympathy whatsoever. Um, what about, Man, I always thought orc players were so nice. Dude, no, they're like the Just worst. Just the worst it's, people. It's yeah. the worst people. Oh. Especially Night when they walk. Bro. Yeah, oh God, it's the worst. Like, my, I had an opponent on Saturday. Great guy, had an amazing game. He did start the game by lying, which did make me just shudder and, and revulsion. Um, yeah. John, same yeah. thing with me. I went to a GT this weekend. The uh, the organizer uh, asked everyone to walk, and I asked, can we not? <laughs> True. He did. He did ask that very clearly. And, and then I and, also scowled. <laughs> yeah, scowled I, during the as picture. Soon it was, as soon as it was suggested, I had my head snapped to Danny. <laughs> like I was watching like a reaction video and I saw him. <laughs> hold on. Let me let me do it right. Hold on. I saw him go. I saw him okay. go. <sighs> can we not? <laughs> that's how that's how that went. Yeah. What's what amazing, and guys, you really, if you're not watching this, uh, either the, the later version on YouTube or live every Monday night, uh, that is actually exactly how Danny looks every time I've asked him to do something. Uh, and it's just fantastic. Just anything at all. Just anything at all. Yeah, he, he is a bearded white guy every single time. It's yeah, true. one time I spilled my drink on the floor at John's house on accident, and John's like, hey, can you like clean that up? And I'm like, do I have to? Like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the guest here, guys. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, so what about, like, the other way of doing things where we have, like, just a core rules update, but we keep the additional rules in codices? Um, we're going to start with you, Daniel. Now, what's the pro of doing that? I know I want to do that because your face looks like, please don't do that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the pro of this is obviously, like, you're going to save yourself a lot of money. Uh, you don't have to reprint the codexes. All you have to do is add some filler uh, PDFs to kind of make the current codexes work into the new edition kind of like i mean this was just this was exactly the change from eighth to ninth so we yeah. kept codexes that were you know still available in eighth edition um until their new ones come out in ninth edition um but like if they're going to be adding any kind of new rules or any new things like that we end up with this ninth edition kind of uh like haze where people are uh, like having to use their eighth edition books, they like the ninth edition books feel far superior, like in almost every way. So oh, yeah, yeah, they're like five years newer, right? Like the page feels going to be great. It's it's, I, it's, mu it's much nicer feeling. <laughs> Silky, on the fingers. I, I will say I went through uh, my entire gaming collection on the weekend, and I think I threw away about a thousand dollars minimum. Uh, worth of books uh, because yeah. my wife was like do you want to keep this and I'm like yes I want to keep this I'm like okay when will you next be playing 6th edition Warhammer I'm like damn it uh, probably me. never <laughs> got me there uh, but yeah it feels bad to kind of get rid of all of the books but then Mitch to you a little bit of an easier question what are some of the cons of just doing kind of like a soft reset like that Real quick, did she Marie Kondo you and be like, uh, you know, where is your joy in this book? Does this joy, does this book I spark will say, joy? 
It does spark joy looking at my shelf now instead of the three bookcases that I had before. It also sparked joy that the only like six edition codex I have left is the current Imperial Guard book. I, I like to think that that's a great joke, by the way. Um, yeah, thank you. I, I, I did, Danny's didn't playing Tactics, so. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. How did you know? <laughs> we can hear it. We can literally hear it. If you oh, show okay. us, we can put it on screen, Danny. <laughs> I would like to think that every time Val walks by his bookshelf, he picks up his his old world Warhammer books and is like, no, still joy, still joy. And he sets them back down. Like, do that. That's a ritual like every week. To... <laughs> no, going back to what you were asking about with the uh, with a non clean break. Basically, at that point, it's sort of like hacking off the legs of the old edition and trying to staple on some new ones. It's not great. Um, there are. There's no fun or good answer to this. Yeah. Basically, the right answer is do indexes, but actually you really got to do make sure you do right by the people who just got codexes and are losing them. You got to make sure their rules are bangers because yeah. um, they have just shelled out money and it's going away and they have to buy into your new edition. You best make sure that, that that's rewarded. Um, yeah. Past that, um, <laughs> it's what? All right, it's gonna lean oh. back so we can have the tactics. We got tactics back up. Yeah, yeah, I see that. No, I see that. I was just I, I'm like, problem. why is Danny laughing? I can't see what tactic. What's what's going on there? But no. Um, anyway, no. It's so the the other problem with uh, with trying to kind of bridge editions is you end up with a lot more syntax and language issues and a lot more FAQs. Like trying to find the answer to any rules question right now is a nightmare and reminiscent of late, late seventh, mm-hmm. which is real bad. So sure. I, I like the, the clean break sounds nice as long as they just don't screw over the people who've had to wait a half decade to get new rules. Yeah, true. Absolutely. Um, and uh, Cap and Andrew asking here in chat, what emotion sparked when you didn't see Fur- uh, Furies in the Demon Codex, John? Uh, one of utter sadness as I looked at my literally 45 Furies that I have um, that are now completely useless to me. You know, f- oddly enough, that's not the emotion I thought it would have uh, incited. That's fair. And we're going to leave it at that for people to guess. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> Uh, and you already sort of answered this, Mitch, but just to kind of poke on to Danny here, uh, is the game at a place where a core rules change would be enough to justify a new edition? Yeah, I think this is a good point. I think the game, there's a lot of bloat. Um, there's There could definitely be some a reduction in the amount of things out there um like i think ninth edition filled a a niche that a niche that needed to be filled like because it was more complicated than eighth but it's probably gotten too complicated now um and i don't think it's really a sustainable model especially if you're gonna try and like have any kind of competitive game i feel like yeah for sure um you'll be very angry to know uh, that I read the wrong part of my script, so we're going to move back a little bit. Um, I can see the rage in Danny's face. Uh, but hey, we're back at 3D Printing, which is the number one producer of both whining and uh, badly layered models on the internet. And leagues of uh, Botan models. Also, and leagues of Botan. Um, 
also water pollution and skin cancer. So. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's no downside to that whatsoever. Um, to let you know uh, that uh, this guy's Kickstarter has been targeted by GW. They got literally no information why they got targeted, and they have 30 days to resolve the issue. Um, they asked some questions here. Has someone been in contact with GW legal team before? Someone experienced something similar? And any super cool solutions they haven't thought about? Guys, and Danny, I'm going to lean on your real-world experience as an actual lawyer and not a student in any way. Um, <laughs> Thanks. What, it's true. I really liked how you were in Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. Like, like you're, <laughs> it was really impressive. What yeah, I was are, the hippo. I was the hippo. What are some super cool solutions uh, for stealing someone else's IP that yeah. haven't been thought about before? As we sit on our Space Ghost set. <laughs> <laughs> damn dude damn yeah. yeah cutting right to the heart there um uh you mean things that haven't like really you want an opinion that hasn't been thought of before yeah how about just like follow the rules and make up your own shit how does that sound is that cool damn yeah it does uh mitch what do you think this kickstarter is for I'm going to just. I'm going to show you next. Oh, what do you think? Is this the Necron one? Oh, damn it, Danny. It sure is. Let's put up the next slide here. (laughs) Necrons. It's Necroid Tomb Lords, a race of Egyptian themed robots with long energy weapons and giant blades, which in no way look exactly like Scorpac destroyers. Intense. Yeah. Uh, Mitch, are you surprised that they got a takedown from GW over essentially scanning their models i mean no i don't it's such a weird it's all it's it's weird to go with kickstarter especially like there are other like you have indiegogo like there are other places you could go that would theoretically draw (laughs) less attention you're kind of like asking for it to go on kickstarter with that and be like hey what's up you could go to the Russian mafia. Also, Necrons um, are like the one of the more original things in 40k. I mean, obviously they're based on the Terminator, but in general, what they've become is not something you find in sci-fi. Like, there's not a lot of Egyptian space robots. So, okay, so that's a really interesting point. What are some other completely original and generic Kickstarters that he could have done instead? I'm going to ask like both of you this. Like I have here, maybe he could have done his range of exclusive Adeptus Estopes. Uh, maybe he could have a range of <laughs> angelic blood vampire space soldiers. Or he could have done Ultramarines. Uh, but guys, what are some just really generic things he could have done instead of that? <laughs> yeah, dude, I mean... He should have made some really, like, I think instead of going, he went too broad, right? He would Necrons. He should have been like, no, no, these are Necroids from, like, the, <laughs> the you know, the nihilistic dynasty. Instead of, you know, like, saying, like, uh, or like, you know, oh, these are uh, evil uh, space army men from the the black legion <laughs> you know like simple things that don't infringe on anybody's stuff <laughs> oh god i love it hey but the important thing to remember and i've mentioned it a couple times already tonight the leagues of votan are being unleashed and although they're sold out everywhere i think i read some earlier uh, from from uh, tricky dick here they sold out in seven minutes uh remember if you go to frontlinegaming.org, you can set up a reminder so they can text or email you as soon as they come back in stock, uh, which is super good. We have a friend who did that. That's how we got his LVO ticket. Until then, 
let's go deeper into the lore. Last time we you talked should. about uh, cum weapons. Uh, dude, they literally pay our bills. Uh, let's <laughs> what? Let's look at the berserk mole grenade. Yes, uh, let's look at the berserk mole grenade launcher, uh, which is another weapon. I think that's actually mole, time. as in guaca. <laughs> Sorry, the berserk mole grenade launcher. Uh, Danny, how does this interact with the cum weapons? <laughs> Oh my god. So both are clearly sauce launchers. Um <laughs> where, where this one fires delicious mole that turns you into a berserk. Um the uh the the mining cum weapons uh allow <laughs> they fire delicious things that turn you into berserk. <laughs> Berserk. <laughs> oh, I think I'll have some Berserk. Uh, dude, yeah. I've gone Berserk for mole sauce before, and uh, let me tell you, it's not a pretty picture. No. <laughs> where, where are you wearing your Mexican fedora? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, don't forget the Mexican fedora. Oh, guys, I love it. With um, your Spanish rain jacket or poncho. <laughs> I'm going to just come right out with it here. Uh, it's been a good run. Uh, after this next <laughs> joke and set of slides we're going to tell, the show's going to be canceled. <laughs> there's yeah, there's great. no in and about it. But what I want to say is... My bills, it, John. It, 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 was, it was worth it. Um, guys, shock rippled through the world of competitive chess as a U.S. chess grandmaster <laughs> accused of using vibrating anal beads to cheat at chess uh, shocked the gaming world. Um, guys, what do you know of this incident? <laughs> I mean, I thought this was old school knowledge. You guys haven't been using this to win tournaments? Like, why that's did how they I go got with... six and zero at BAO, man? Why did they immediately pick anal beads? Like, or like that's well, what so, I want to know. So like, I, what I, was... I, I feel like that's that is sloppy reporting. I feel like what they're looking for is Bluetooth controlled vibrator. But fair. Because at that point you could have Morse code, you could do all kinds of stuff. You you know, like if you they, can get some sort why of. Why wouldn't it uh, be like in his shoe though? Like why why I, wouldn't why aren't we going shoe? Why are I, we going straight into butt they, stuff? To check his shoes, they're not going to check his ass. My favorite thing: they picked a picture of the guy having the most uncomfortable face possible. <laughs> the, if you guys are that watching live on the left hand side, he looks like he has something up there. You know, um, I think I played some opponents at 40k tournaments who probably had. Some, See, this is know, what I told you. Old knowledge. Device. We've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, Mitch has got okay. a Mitch has got a wolf tail on his. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. When I wear a kilt, I feel like you can see it swish. It's great. Um, <laughs> next one. Here we go. Well, this is we're even, not even going to the next slide yet. The next slide is what gets us fired. But should we be worried that vibrating anal beads are not expressly forbidden in the ITC code of conduct? <laughs> that this this falls under. Angle shooting. I'll take this one, Danny. Um, <laughs> Interesting angle. <laughs> Every angle is. Oh, it's going to get my angle oh, shooting, I'll tell you that. Uh, that's fair. Uh, moving on to a little bit of seriousness before we get fired. Uh, what are some of the weirdest ways to cheat that you guys have ever seen? Um, obviously, no one's owned up to kind of vibrating away in the back to, to make sure they make the right deployment move. Well, so so the the real way you can actually test for the vibrating anal beads is you, you, you grab a metal folding chair and you make them sit on that for the whole game. And you will hear it. 
You know, you, you, it's gonna it's gonna sound like someone's taking a fork to the inside of a pan. I thought maybe it would sound like a rattlesnake. No, <laughs> if that was the okay. case, uh, actually, I was I was gonna make a libertarian joke in there. <laughs> it's fine because they already made jokes of themselves. Hey guys, it's important though. <laughs> It's important to play an honest game. And if you need help improving, there are coaches out there willing to help uh, with, after this, the Art of War now offering competitive training aids uh, from the vanilla all the way to the Siegler to help guide you to competitive success. Fun fact, they could not fit the Mark Perry in this scale diagram. <laughs> it is literally just, it's just a fist, guys. It's just a fist. Occasionally um, it doesn't there's work, no vibration when, to it either. Like it's occasionally just, it doesn't work, but when it does, it's devastating. It's got, Honestly, well, the, other, the, most, the most upsetting thing about the fist is it doesn't wear shoes ever. I was going to say, the other end of it, it's a fist on one end, a barefoot on the other. Uh, complete with faux hair. <laughs> well, it's been a good oh, run. Meanwhile, good Richard run. is laughing it up over it's there. Been a, I'm it's just been a like, really good run, guys. I'm, I'm really proud of the work you did. Yeah, it's really good. Go out on a high, man. the stuff we did, yeah. Go out on a high, I will ask you guys, as competitive players and gamers, <laughs> how far would you go? <laughs> <laughs> I use names of people who wouldn't be like Perfect. butt hurt that I was joking about them in terms of butt plugs. So um, which one is the harpster then? You don't want to I leave mean, him out. He apparently gets real jealous when you do. <laughs> Moving well, on. Let's, let's go through that. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, um, how, how far would you guys go to win at Las Vegas? Like if you were told, hey, you will absolutely win the Las Vegas Open, but you have to do this. Uh, what is the most you would do? I mean, I, I assume you're talking about some sort of outrageous behavior that doesn't confer me an actual like in-game advantage. I, I had a very open-ended question, if that's how you want to take it. Because, like, yeah, uh, I play naked. You say wow. you, guarantee, you guarantee me I'm going to win LVO. Yeah, I'll play naked. That's wow. fair, because everyone else will drop rather than have to be in the Yep. Same. Like, I'm going to win. <laughs> Danny, what's the, the biggest thing you would do in order to well, win? Well, I mean, it's obvious. We've already talked about it tonight, actually. Tacticus? No, I just hired the Russian mafia. <laughs> you just paid... You to make 20 sure bucks? that I win the, last, the, the LVO. I just hire Russians. I'd hire the Russian Mafia. We'd oh. go in. Are their butt you plugs would... better? Is, is there like a difference? <laughs> just talking about butt plugs. I'm just going to intimidate I... my opponents. <laughs> Threats with, of with Russian butt plugs? I'm still confused. <laughs> they could be. That would just be a bonus, though. Hey, my uh, name's Danny. Isn't a Russian your... butt plug just a well-carved potato? <laughs> No, it's just a it's just a bottle of vodka that's been rounded off. Also, want to add in, still to this day, the only note I've got from this show on content is not to wear a hoodie. Um, but um, <laughs> well, there may be more uh, after I, this one. Yeah. There, oh, there, there will be. There absolutely. John's will inbox be. is filling up. Get it? Please, please, no. Uh, Danny goes up to his round one opponent. He's like, "Hey, I'm in your round one opponent. My name's Danny. Uh, these are my associates." Sergey, uh, he'll be having a small conversation Sergei. with you before the game. Yeah, uh, it's because it's the mafia. That's how it is. Because the mafia was spelled with two F's before. Um, 
Here's a question, though. Seriously, what percentage of stream cheating, which is kind of most of what we hear about now, because we have like a couple hundred people to a thousand sorry, wait, people. What, what street cheating? <laughs> sorry, I said I said stream. Uh, there's just oh, tears of oh, laughter. Okay. On my I'm like, face, is that so. different than normal cheating? Is that like where you take you take your cheating on the streets? Like I was. <laughs> <laughs> so it's when you're you're cheating on stream. Um, we're seeing kind of more and more of these. Is kind of Joe over at War Games Live is doing his amazing job every weekend. We see more and more streams kind of popping up um how what percentage of stream cheating sorry stream cheating do we see that's just rules confusion instead of like actual intentional cheating well i think in steam cheating there's you know oh so God, much water Jesus vapor Christ. in the air <laughs> and like you can't see your rules correctly sometimes oh, it does I make you so much <laughs> You okay, bud? I'm glad we're going to get fired now. (laughs) (laughs) Mitch, maybe do you want to talk about (laughs) stream cheating? Sure. Yeah. So uh, I think that a lot of it is. Well, okay. So there's, there's three different types of cheating that happen on stream. Mistakes. Mistakes where the chat is wrong. Impossible. And and (laughs) actual dyed-in-the-wool cheaters who can't help themselves. The third one is super rare, but it does happen. Um, We've we've seen that happen every now and then. Um, However, I think that with how high-profile some of those have blown up um, and with the bans that we've seen from that, it seems to be... I, I think that there's two things going on there, right? You have the pressure of wanting to win and wanting to wanting to to, to, to play at a higher level. And you have the, also the pressure of doing that in a public forum. And that combination can lead to people making mistakes or bad decisions or both. And that's the majority of what you're seeing is there's no perfect game of 40K that's ever been played. The majority of people are clearly just making mistakes in different places we have we saw an event um earlier this summer where the judges made a ruling like because people on stream were asking questions and it turned out to be the wrong ruling mm-hmm. it's very hard to get it right all of the time that is not um an attainable goal and streaming gives you the illusion that it could ha- that it can happen because you can see everything that's going on but it's just not possible mm-hmm uh, Danny, what level of play is uh, misplaying your rules not acceptable at? Oh, uh, probably all levels to a degree. I mean, <laughs> hey, look, I mess up. I mess up a rule every once in a while. Um, read every game. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I, uh, I I hope I'm learning from it and I hope I'm not like I hope it doesn't detract from my opponent's experience like but I think it's really important to be really honest with yourself if you're if you're if you, the mistake that you made has a really adverse effect on the game overall it's okay for you just to concede the game because like it affected your opponent in a really undue way. So I think it's just kind of important to, to take that in stride and remember that this is just a game mistakes happen and it's okay. You can correct those mistakes by being an honest player yourself. Mm-hmm. Love it. A great answer. Uh, finally tonight, Mitch, I know you're, you're guardsman at heart. So the war ca- the Warcom team put this conundrum on Twitter. And I want to bring this to your attention right now. It's a commissar's conundrum. Uh, 
Who are you going to drive over? A solitary guardsman or four guardsmen and a heretic? It's the old trolley problem. Uh, what is your answer, Mitch? I mean, I would drive over the one guardsman so I can get a better firing angle on the heretic. Fair. Danny? Flanking. 101. Yeah. <laughs> I think I just drive over them all. They're probably one of them, probably some of them in the way is a chaos cultist. Who knows? So just kill them all and let the emperor sort them out. Yeah. They did say that we'd be contacting people who gave an incorrect answer. Uh, My answer was you drove over all of the guardsmen who failed to do anything about the heretic in the first place uh, and then shoot the one on the right hand track just to make sure. Uh, that he wasn't influenced in any way and save ammunition because that's one shot instead of five. Smart. Smart. Efficient. Uh, yeah, efficient. That's that's how the guard runs. Hopefully they'll be really bad in a couple of months. Uh, this is all we have for this week. Yeah, it's uh, what a week it has been. Uh, Chad saying, drive over the one guardsman then go back and run over the others. Joel Hell Atkins, yeah. you forgot about the fuel requisitions. Have you seen the price of fuel nowadays? Ooh. Man, it's trying to bankrupt the Imperium. Yeah, uh, Promethium at an all-time high. All-time high? It's like six credits a gallon. Um, Mitch, go ahead. Plug your stuff. Sure. Uh, the Best in Tabletop Network is where my podcast, Best in Faction, with Colin Sherman and Chuck Arnett is. We have all kinds of other shows. Um, I, I don't remember all of them right now. It's, I'm very tired. But um, there are a there's lot so of... There's many. There, there's Best in Faction, the next generation, which is where the, you reach the kids by showing the younger people who are okay at 40K. Uh, you have uh, 40K Frontiers. Uh, That's true. With Alex Frontiers is, is, is amazing, actually. They are doing a really something really cool and unique i I do really love what they're doing like it's frontiers is is the little hidden gem in that show uh because there's a billion podcasts talking about like the u.s scene Uh, frontiers is talking about the international one uh along with uh, mr camilleri uh with his uh, art of war down under uh you also have uh this week in 40k every tuesday morning live Absolutely, yeah. We absolutely do. That's uh, Colin and Billy covering everything that's going on in a much more morning radio sort of vibe. It's it's, uh, it's less talk show, more just like, hey, we're going to cover things as quickly as possible and kind of just run through stuff once a week. Um, also, I will be run, helping run Slaneshmas uh, December 3rd and 4th, I believe, in Ocean Shores, with, um, which is being put on by Lion Guard Games, Jason Bird, um, Warbird Labs, and that is a major. We have the entire Ocean Shores Event Center. It, it's actually a whole little con. There's beer available there. It's a it's a beach town off season, so it's very affordable to come to. But uh, yeah, so if anyone wants to hit a major in in the winter and enjoy themselves, that's that's a really really fun tournament. That's like I think the fifth year now or something like that. Beautiful. Love it. A great major in the Pacific Northwest. You can go to uh, amazing international podcast and 40K Frontiers uh, and the rest of the Best in Tabletop Network. Danny, anything else you want to add in before uh, sailing out oh, for yeah, today? Oh, yeah, sure. Actually, I do this week. I do have something. Oh, love I'm it. impressed. Let's go. Uh, this weekend, I went to uh, Harvester of Souls 
um, in Spokane, Washington. It was a great event, well run. Uh, Mitch was the head judge, so you know that we had some quality there. Um, run by Bob Kelly from Gamers Haven uh, there in Spokane. So if you're ever in Eastern Washington, I think they're doing another event, another GT in uh, in May called uh, Storm of Silence, which I went to uh, this year as well. It was really, really fun. Um, so come on down, check them out if you're in the area or even if you're not. They are also doing a Horace Heresy event in oh, March. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. True. Uh, guys, next stuff coming up. Uh, Las Vegas team tournament this month. SoCal next month. Uh, LVO after that. Uh, we're running out of majors and events to get your scores in for the end of the year. Uh, but you know what? We're going to be back uh, next week. Hopefully, maybe. God, fingers Ooh, crossed. Know. You know you know for a fact, if we're back, no one actually watches this. So oh, please, God, please. Uh, we might even have a thing. I recorded some stuff uh, with Taylor on Saturday asking his inter-round reactions at an RTT. And guys, he doesn't actually talk about the games like at all. It was an amazing <laughs> thing to see. Um, and then I want to share my pro tip, guys, before we leave. When you are at an RTT or an event, there's a lunch break in between usually the first and second round. That's not a super long amount of time to get food, right? Simply, if you take Taylor along with you to the restaurant, you get served your food really quickly as the wait staff generally wants you to leave quickly. <laughs> uh, as we True. found out, as we were served in front of two other tables of gamers uh, this last Saturday. So bring a loud, obnoxious friend along and you two will get back to your round on time. Please uh, what? Please leave. What an amazing show. Uh, we're going to be back next Monday to go over something, uh, as well as the highest highs, the lowest lows. Uh, thank you, everyone, for watching. And as always, it's pretty grim after dark.